We're going to be reading in Isaiah chapter 64, verses 1 through 4. In the New King James, Isaiah 64 reads, Oh, that you would rend the heavens, that you would come down, that the mountains might shake at your presence. As fire burns brushwood, as fire causes water to boil, to make your name known to your adversaries, that the nations may tremble at your presence. When you did awesome things for which we did not look, you came down, the mountains shook at your presence. For since the beginning of the world, men have not heard nor perceived by the ear, nor has the eye seen any God besides you, who acts for the one who waits for him. Bishop, if you will pray over the word, please. In the name of Jesus, Lord, your presence is manifest. Your hand is upon your female servant. God, we ask your people, we're open, we're willing, we're hungry. Allow this word to be engrafted and planted within each and every one of us. Let it produce what you purpose in this place tonight. God, I'm asking God that your word would go forth with power, liberty, demonstration, and manifestation. And God, on your command, if you see fit, allow your angels to minister in this place tonight. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. You may be seated, church family. I am so grateful, Sister Melanie, that you spoke of that, that fever, that fire towards the end. I felt it. It was confirmation for me. The presence of the Lord is described as fire, both in the Old Testament, when we look at the burning bush where the Lord spoke to Moses, or when God met with Moses on the mountain, it talks about how the mountain smoked as a fire. And in the New Testament, in Acts chapter 2, the Holy Ghost fell on each of them, and it is also described as fire. We can see that when the presence of God comes into our life, when we receive the Holy Ghost, there is a fire that begins to burn on the inside of us. That is evidenced by tongues you begin to speak a new language when the Holy Ghost begins to move within you. But it does more than just change our language. That Holy Ghost fire will begin to change your mind and your thinking and your actions and the way that you move and work and think. That fire in our lives... Uh, however, sometimes it's more, it, it takes more than just the presence of God coming in. The presence of God will allow the fire of trials to come into our lives. And that is the fire that I want to speak of today. Isaiah 64 begins by calling on the Lord to allow his presence to come down. And Isaiah recognizes that the fiery presence of the Lord will do one of two things. It's either going to burn up like brushwood or cause water to boil. In the King James Verse 2 reads, as when the melting fire burneth. Melting here means crackle, a dry twig or brushwood. And then it says, the fire causeth the waters to boil. Boil, in the literal sense, is to gush over or to swell. 
but figuratively it means to desire earnestly, to ask, cause to inquire, or to seek. That fire in our lives is going to prove what is in us and what we are valuing. The things in our lives, it will show if it is an idol or if it is true and something real of God. It will test our relationships. It will test our thinking. It will test to see what we are putting value in. We see this same principle in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 11 through 15. Here, Paul is speaking about laying the foundation, which is Jesus Christ. And he is speaking about what is added to that foundation, our our belief and our doctrine. But I want to look at that principle of the fire testing it. 1 Corinthians 3 and 11. For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if any man build upon this foundation, gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, Every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide, which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer lost, but he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. So this principle Whatever fire you're going to find yourself in, it's going to prove you. And that fire is going to come no matter what. And that fire may come in the form of trials or hardships. First Peter 4 and 12. For time's sake, I'm just going to read it. Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you. But rejoice inasmuch as ye are partakers of Christ's suffering, that when his glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad also with exceeding joy. We can see an example of that in Daniel chapter 3 and verse 19. There were three young men who held fast to their dedication to God, and they wanted to hold fast to their true worship of the one true God. And we can go to Daniel chapter 3 and verse 19. Now, these, these three young men, they weren't the only Hebrew men that were there in Babylon. At the beginning of Daniel, it, it tells us that there were many that were taken captive. But these three young men stuck out because they held fast. They stood the test. Daniel 3, 19, then was Nebuchadnezzar full of fury and the form of his visage was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Therefore he spake and commanded that they should heat the furnace one seven times more than it was wont to be heated. And he commanded the most mighty men that were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and to cast them into the burning fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their coats, their hosen, and their hats, and their other garments, and were cast into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. Therefore, because the king's commandment was urgent and the furnace exceeding hot, the flame of the fire slew those men that took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Now, here, verse 21, it stuck out to me a while ago. Um, It reads, These men were bound in their coats, their hosen, their hats, 
their garments, and they were cast into the fiery furnace. Everything they had was put through the fire. And I want to remind you, church family, everything that is in your life, you may think it's untouchable, but God sees it. And one way or another, it will be put through a fire. It will be tested. And it's either going to burn up like brushwood or it's going to stand. It's going to boil. It's going to cause you to be nearer to God. It's going to cause you to seek God more. Every aspect of our lives, our character, our attitude, our relationships, if there is any idol there, it's going to be revealed. Again, we see, and we're not going to read this story, but we see a similar principle in Job. Everything Job had was put through the fire. He lost everything. And you can even see his relationships, his relationship with his wife, his relationships with his friends were put through the fire. And what is the purpose of this fire? Isaiah 64, um, verse 2, continues, To make thy name known to thine adversaries, that the nations may tremble at thy presence. Adversary means figuratively a tight place, trouble, an opponent as crowding, affliction, anguish, close distress, enemy, tribulation. So you can rest assured, whatever adversary is in your life, whatever situation seems to be coming closer and feels like it's crowding in, God is going to be revealed in your adversity. God will make himself known in your situation. All you've got to do is hold fast to God and be sure that you will see him. Verse 3 when thou didst terrible things which we looked not for, thou camest down, the mountains flowed down at thy presence. And this verse is a callback again to Exodus when the Lord would meet with Moses on the mountain. And verse four, for since the beginning of the world, men have not heard nor perceived by the ear, neither hath the eye seen, O God, beside thee, what he hath prepared for him that waiteth for him. 1 Corinthians 2 and 9, Paul is quoting this scripture, but he goes on to explain how these mysteries have been revealed to us, what God has prepared for us in this age and in the age to come. If we can turn there to 1 Corinthians 2 and 9. But as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Verse 10, but God has revealed them to us through his spirit, for the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. Our bishop has broken this down before and he has shown it to us, he has taught it to us that we are not unlearned. We, God has not kept it from us. We can go to Mark chapter 10 and verse 28. And again, for the sake of time, I'm going to read it. Then Peter began to say unto him, Lo, we have left all and have followed thee. 
And Jesus answered and said, Verily I say unto you, there is no man that had left house or brethren or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospels, but he shall receive a hundredfold now in this time houses and brethren and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions, and in the world to come, eternal life. So we have a promise, church family, whatever is burned up in the fire, whatever is taken away from us, whatever separation may be caused, whatever fire comes into our life, we can rest assured that God will restore it. God will replenish it. God will repay us. Whatever we're willing to lay down before God and say, you can take it, God. You can put it in your hand and do what you will, Lord. You can leave it in my life or you can take it. The Lord sees that. Um, Isaiah 64 and 4. Um, the last part says what he hath prepared for him that waiteth for him. Prepared means to do or make, accomplish, bring forth, fulfill, requite. And requite, when you look that word up, it means to make appropriate return for. For him that waiteth for him. I When I got to this part, I just kind of thought to myself, you know, uh, another message about waiting. We love those, don't we, church? <laughs> um, but as I looked at the definition, I began to get excited, and I, I, I was encouraged when I looked at the word waiteth. It means piercing, to adhere to, to await long. Uh, now, this word in the Hebrew is chaka, C-H-A-K-A-H, um, and the word adhere that is attached to it here means to hold fast, stick by as if by gluing, suction, grasping, or fusing, to maintain loyalty, to bind oneself. And that already sounded really good to me. But then when I was looking it up in the Strongs, it was showing that there was another definition, a deeper definition. And it's also pronounced chaka, but this one is C-H-A-Q-A-H. And this one means to carve delineate to entrench and when I looked up the word entrench it means to place oneself in a strong defensive position establish solidly cut into to erode downward so as to form a trench and another definition means to establish an attitude habit or belief so firmly that change is very difficult or unlikely so church family, I want to tell you today, if you've been in that fiery trial, if you've held fast, if you've made your way into his presence, I'm telling you that this word and this promise is for you today. God, I want to be adhered to you. I want to be stuck to you like glue. I want to be entrenched in your presence, God, until this fiery trial passes. I'm not moving from your presence. I'm going to dig a hole around me to make sure that I'm not moving from this place. Church family, we see it in Job 42 and 9. 
It says that Job was accepted by God. It means to lift, to be advanced, to bear up. It even means to burn and to respect. And we see it also with the three Hebrew men. It says that the king Nebuchadnezzar promoted them. It means that he caused them to prosper. So after all that they had gone through, we see Job did it. We see the three Hebrew men did it. They held fast. They stuck to what they knew. They had an attitude. They had a belief so firm in God that it was difficult to change. And church family, I want to encourage you this day. Whatever fiery trial you're in, it will soon pass. But while you're in that trial, I encourage you to wait on the Lord. And I'm not saying you're just going to sit there and twiddle your thumbs and wait for it to pass. I'm saying you've got to stick to it. You've got to plant your feet firmly before the Lord. You may stand. Um, I am finished with my, with my notes but I want to give the Lord some time to minister. Sister Waynette and Sister Melanie, they brought forth word that I do believe was, was due for this time. So the altar is open. If you want to come, if you're in that fiery trial right now and it feels like everything is being burnt up, I want to encourage you, let it get burnt up because what will remain standing will be like gold. What will remain standing is what's going to keep you near to God. What will remain standing is what's going to cause you to continue to seek him. And rest assured that you will be accepted by the Lord. That you will be promoted it may not look like what you expect. It may not look like what you've desired. But if you will let it, if you will bring your heart and your mind before God and just say, Lord, here I am.